Hey, you. Yeah, you. Head on on over to FantasyDaydreamers.com. Find all of our new and old content over there. On to this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's good? It's your host, Big Gang, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. With me today, third time back, we got Keone. Oh my god, it's so great to be here. I am just keep getting called back, and so I just, I just want it to happen forever. You're good at what you do. Your articles are great, so we wanted to have you on. Oh, well, thank you. Also with me, as always, we got producer Ian. Shout out. What up, guys? You always know where to follow me at. Twitter, at DaydreamingIan. Shouts, shouts. All right, I got a quick question for you guys. When is it acceptable to put up Christmas decorations? Uh, in 2020, I'm going to say do it whenever you want. Everybody needs a little hope. Um, in a normal, Yeah, in a normal year, I'm okay with black friday um i can see it bleeding into like thanksgiving night right after the meal but yeah that's my take on it but this year i feel like i just need extra happiness you know my life yeah Yeah, we we need a little love right now so whatever you can do to make that happen just do it all right as long as it doesn't hurt this weekend i'm getting a fake tree this weekend putting it up (laughs) you're gonna overpay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i got the funds we make the big bucks here over here on this podcast mm-hmm. please sponsor us somebody yeah, yeah where is it like <laughs> you right. you holding out <laughs> <laughs> all right uh for today we're gonna have our halfway mvps uh we're gonna have some news for you guys and we're gonna what else do we have? We have uh, the rest of the year sleepers and then some of you guys' start or sit questions. So, halfway through the season, let's get into it. MVPs of the last eight weeks. Who do you guys got? We're going to go through each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. This is going to be a consensus list between all of us over here at the Fantasy Daydreamers. So, let's just get into it. First one, he's been cooking all season, all season long. Filet Wilson, Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. What more could you say? What more could you ask for? Drafted him in somewhere around the fifth round, and he's QB1 right now. He's making those sauces, getting those marinades, those dry rubs, all the herbs, those special ingredients. He's talking to the farmers and he's making magic on that plate and on that field. Just filet Wilson cooking it up. I mean, yeah, he's, he's absolutely dominating the game right now. He's, uh, he seems almost flawless. I mean, he had the Arizona game where he stumbled with three interceptions, but he still pulled out a pretty good fantasy output. So uh, it's really hard to complain about anything he's done so far this year. Yeah, averaging just over 30 fantasy points a game. That You 
can't ask for any more from your quarterback. So, any any runners up for the quarterback position? I think you can go Kyler Murray. Um, I agree with that. He's definitely been balling out in his uh, sophomore season, which seems to be the new trend amongst uh, in the NFL. It's sophomore season is actually like where people start to elevate and possibly be MVPs. I mean, like Mahomes did it, Lamar did it, um, and now Kyler's doing it. Yep. All right, let's move on to some running backs. This one was really hard for us to come to a consensus on, but we just we landed with Dalvin Cook. He had the injury, missed one week, but Dalvin Cook is still the number one running back in standard leagues. He's number two in half-point PPR and number two in full-point PPR because Kamara catches the ball so much, but Dalvin Cook is just a monster. I mean, he's, he scored every game he's played. Every single one he has scored a touchdown as well. And, uh, you know, he's had three games with one touchdown and he's had three games with two plus touchdowns. That's just godlike numbers for a, for a running back. Yeah, he's, he's starting to become like a thing of legend right now. You, you hear about him. People will tell stories of him. Like, remember 2020, besides all the other things, <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is one of those stories. The year is 2020, and the Minnesota Vikings have a great running back. Yes. Long ago. (laughs) I think the runner-up for the running back position would be Alvin Kamara. You guys agree with that? I mean, yeah. number one in half-point PPR, one in full-point PPR. He's, He's a reception monster. Yeah, he's it, he's getting an absolute unreal amount of reception so far. I mean, his his worst two games are three receptions and five receptions. Besides that, eight or more. Like that's not that's what Michael Thomas was doing last year, who caught the ball 149 times. Yeah, as long as you pay the man, he gets the job done and done well. So, all right. Wide receiver MVP so far this season. Only makes sense. Filet's wide receiver, DK Metcalf. He scores touchdowns. Yeah, Tyler Lockett has more targets, more receptions, but DK is um, the man. He's he's huge, one, just in stature. <laughs> but <laughs> He is scary. <laughs> really, he's really, yeah, he's huge. He's really good at football. Yeah, you you can see why he uh he was uh talked so high upon uh in the preseason by Russell Wilson. I mean, let's be honest, Russell Wilson's kind of weird when he's talking no matter what. He's always been kind of strange, but um I don't know, it felt cat. like yeah, it felt like when he said that DK could be the next Jerry Rice or one of the greats like that, it kind of felt more real than like most other things he said and DK has been showing it. Um, so you know how there's a thing like, um, like BD energy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. He's like King D energy. <laughs> King D energy. <laughs> D- I can't, I can't say it, Keone. He's, he's not allowed on the pod no more. 
D-king, D-king energy? No, King D- Is that what the D in DK stands for? Yeah, I mean... Dick, Dick King energy. Yeah. <laughs> just It doesn't matter what it is. He just... It, it doesn't matter because he's going to beat you and he's going to catch those balls and he's just going to humiliate you. Yeah, he does make... He makes the defenders honestly look like little boys a lot of the time. Yeah. Runner up there, DeAndre Hopkins. This guy is just a target monster everywhere he goes. We've seen it in Houston, and now we've seen it in Arizona. Doesn't matter where he goes. The the game plan seems to be throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he's he's also Mr. Consistency right now. Um, he's had hey hey two, hey. Oh, sorry, sorry. Can't, you can't take that from Cole Beasley. Okay, he's mostly consistent. He's I don't know. <laughs> Uh, DeAndre consistent. I don't know what the I'm not good with the nicknames like Keone is, but he's had his two worst games were seven and and almost ten points. The man is fed every day by Kyler, and that's what's needed. He's not scoring as much. He has three, but you know what? He's still getting the yards and the touches enough to stay fan like still very good at fantasy. Yeah, he's been a top 10 wide receiver every week besides those two weeks that you mentioned. Yeah, it's it's my dinner with DeAndre because he's getting fed. So <laughs> can, we, can we seriously look at getting this guy off the pod? <laughs> oh, I, want, I, want just, I want a solo pod with just Keone. <laughs> just give him oh, a boy. script and let's see what he comes up with. <laughs> That's like a Twilight Zone episode right there. God, my dinner with DeAndre. You know, I'm writing that down. <laughs> all right, good, good. Um, all right, let's move on to the tight end position. This one doesn't come as any surprise, especially with George Kittle getting hurt now. Travis Kelsey, he's the best tight end out there. If you drafted him, I know you had to, you would have had to have drafted him high, but he's worth the draft pick. He's worth it at that, at that, in that second round. Every year. Yeah, he's you're you're drafting there for somebody who's not only going to pretty much give you a good output every week in such a, in a position that's so hard to predict. He's also going to give you good numbers pretty much every week. So you, you do pay for what you get. He's, he was worth the, I wouldn't even call it a stretch because he deserves to be where you picked him up and he has 40 more points than the next closest tight end, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, Unreal. But the tight end position is lacking even more than usual this year, I feel like. One other tight end. This is just a great draft pick because you you probably drafted him late. TJ Hawkinson. This man has just been putting in the work. He's been getting the receptions. He really has taken that second year leap that we love seeing in fantasy. I, I wrote about him this week. Um Spoiler alert, like he's um, a starter, like I said to start him this week. And he's, um, I talked about him potentially going for uh, the title of Mr. Consistent. So there's going to be a battle. And I'm, this week is, is the, any like it's between him and Cole Beasley. So. I mean, we mentioned it more on, on Tuesday's pod. He is, he hasn't gone under seven, seven points. He hasn't gone over, I think, 15 or 14 or something like that. So um, he's getting you those points every week. And 
I, I like to say that he has taken it from Cole Beasley. This I week think, is the battleground. I think so, too. <laughs> this is the TJ battleground. TJ <laughs> Hawkinson's playing the Vikings, which is a pretty good matchup. And Cole Beasley is playing Seahawks. the Seattle Seahawks. So we'll, we'll see after this week who is truly Mr. Consistency. Yes. Stay tuned. And read that article. And yeah, head over to fantasydaydreamers.com and read the articles. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our MVPs halfway through the season. Let's move on to some news. We got quite a bit of news here today, so let's run through this. Jamal Williams, he was placed on the COVID reserve list because he's been in close contact with A.J. Dillon, who did test positive for COVID. Both of them will be out. In tonight's game, Thursday night's game, Aaron Jones, he's been injured. He's was limited in practice, and there's a chance that he's going to play. Matt LaFleur, the coach over there, says he's going to be a game-time decision. Technically, he's going to be questionable for the game. If you're going to play him, you need to have a pivot. If he does go, do you guys play him? If he goes, yes, but I don't think he's going to go. I think they're playing a extremely beat up um, 49ers team that Matt LaFleur should probably look and say, uh, we can win alone with just Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's absolutely, it's, it feels like there's nobody on the 49ers offense. And I know their defense is also beat up as well. So I don't think it'll be that competitive of a game. It's also a Thursday. So, I mean, anything goes because Thursdays are just weird. Um, but I think they're going to play it safe and be like, Aaron Jones doesn't need to play this game. That's probably smart if they do that, especially since we saw that with Dalvin Cook where he stayed out a game and then he had a bye and then he just had his four touchdown game. So if they feel they can win, it's win. just the safe oh. bet to keep him off the field. So are you, are you starting uh, any of the other running backs? Because we know Williams is out now and A.J. Dillon's out. I don't even know who the two running backs are left over there. I'm going to go back to my rule. In a Thursday night game, if they're not the starter at the position, don't play them. That's a great w- rule to follow this this week especially. Yeah. Because let's, let's move on to the 49ers. They have quite a bit of news as well. Tevin Coleman, he got that knee injury. He is declared out now for this game. Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle both placed on IR. Some good news for the 49ers. Jordan Reed, he's trying to go this week. It, he's doing his best. He, he practiced a little, so, I mean, we'll see. Does that ruin – Um, shoot, what's his name over there? The tight end for the 49ers. Kittle? Or not Kittle? <laughs> no. Kittle's, <laughs> Kittle's out. Kittle's out. Um, I think the Dwelly, fact Ross Dwelly, he, can you ruin somebody who I don't think was going to do superb anyway? He got a touchdown last week after George Kittle left. Hey, good for him. I think, uh, <laughs> some defensive linemen have caught touchdowns too. So, and there's no one to throw the ball to over in San Francisco. Debo Samuel, he was declared out and he's also placed on the COVID uh, reserve list. Because Kendrick Bourne tested positive for COVID. That means Brandon Ayuk also placed on the close contact COVID list. So 
He's all of these players are out for tonight's game. You're staying away from all 49ers players in this game. When it comes to the 49ers, I am treating it like that scene in Monty Python. Run away! (laughs) Run away! Uh, I'm personally, I'm actually right after this podcast going to fly up to San Francisco and just bring my helmet and shoulder pads. Hopefully I can make a team for a little bit. You got to try out on my computer. Yeah, just real quick. Like, hey, throw me a ball. I caught it. What else do you have? Yeah, well, they don't have Dante Pettis anymore. They dropped him before all before uh, all of the COVID tests came out, and the Giants picked him up pretty quickly. Golden Tate, huh? he didn't practice Wednesday because of team discipline. They wouldn't go into it, but it's just something to look at. I don't think it's that fantasy relevant. In other news, Sam Darnold, he had an MRI on his shoulder. He re-aggravated it. He's playing Monday night, so if you have to play him, if he's one of your guys, then he's going to try to make it work. But wait and see. I would not. I don't want to play him. I wouldn't want to play him. So God, no. No. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just no. We all agree. The Jets are bad. So bad. Yeah. So very, very bad. Yeah. Hot take. Jets terrible. What? This <laughs> the, just in. The Rams are on a bye this week, but Coach Sean McVay says that Henderson will be fine to go next week against Seattle. That's just something to keep in mind. You're not going to have to find a replacement there. Andy Dalton looked like he was going to get cleared from the concussion, and he got placed on the COVID list. Now, who's going to start? Ben Gucci Danucci? No, no, no. The Cowboys even know who they're going to start. Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert, whoever that is, will start uh, at quarterback week nine for the Cowboys per Mike McCarthy. There's been no decision yet. And that was reported by Andrew Siciliano. So, Could, could we see the first ever case of quarterback by committee? Just his split drives? I actually am kind of curious. I, I kind of want to see so it. Cool. <laughs> I would Cowboys. actually love that. Cowboys are innovators. It would make me want to watch their game. Conspiracy right. watch. <laughs> They're doing this to get views. <laughs> that seemed like a Jerry Jones move. He needs to make money somehow. The team is not good. All right, the Dolphins traded wide receiver Isaiah Ford to the Patriots. They really needed help over there. They also then traded for the Chiefs running back, DeAndre Washington, to come over to them. All this, and it turns out Miles Gaskin sprained his MCL, so he's going to miss three weeks. It makes sense why they made these moves. Gaskin was doing great. He was probably in your flex or a definite flex candidate. Can you count on someone here to replace him? I mean, I wrote about Matt Breida, and then now news came today that he did not practice today with a hamstring injury. Didn't and practice so I'm a, Wednesday. Or, yeah, sorry, didn't practice Wednesday. So that worries me a little bit. Um, I think that if he is – if it's just one of those – he took an extra day off like so many people like to do on Wednesdays. I think he's going to be the starter. I think they do like to have Jordan Howard just kind of run the ball on those short runs. Um, so I have more faith in Brita being able to 
break off a, a little screenplay for 40, 50 yards, and that would help more. Um, but hopefully he doesn't actually miss time. It's all just kind of dependent. I think we have to wait till at least probably Friday to, yeah. to know more. Has a hamstring injury. So, yeah, just wait and see. They've been uh, having Jordan Howard as a healthy scratch. I think they bring him back, and he's going to get the goal line touches. So if you really need someone to play to just get you six points, Jordan Howard might not be the worst because he's going to be out there on the waivers. You're going to be able to go get him day of the game. Good news. Antonio Brown was officially activated. He is going to be playing Sunday night. Should be good to go. He's been practicing with them. Cleared everything. You guys starting him this week against the Saints? Um. Well, he does seem to have a good connection with Tom Brady, and it looks like Chris Godwin had a cast on his hand uh, on Wednesday. And so if Chris Godwin is not good to catch by Friday, um, it looks like he immediately jumps into wide receiver two on that team. And with how much they're willing to pass um, and how little like they're using Ronald Jones and how Bruce Arians likes to mess with his running backs, he, he has that potential. I think it's a, it's a long shot start, but high upside. It's not crazy. Start. Yeah. 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 If, Definitely if goes, probably a daily fantasy, daily fantasy one. Yeah. If he goes, there's a potential like perfect storm. Maybe if he's, if he plays like, because it's a, it's a uh, night game, a Sunday night game against, um, the New Orleans Saints. So there potentially may be a chance for it to be a shootout. And so Brady's going to need to be going tit for tat with Drew Brees. So under the lights on Sunday night against a potential high-powered offense, if Thomas is there for New Orleans, then he may be a factor in the game. I want to see the over-under on how many times the touchdown record gets broken in that game i i hate that stop stop having breaking news espn and being like breaking news drew Brees passes no he didn't there he threw one more touchdown today so God. wait until wait. one of them retires yeah i agree wait till one of them retires um like you said chris godwin with his broken hand he's been in the cast they're not even going to throw him the ball in practice until friday and they're going to wait and see if he can catch so I would be scared to play him, but again, wait until Friday to see. Calvin Ridley, this is another guy. He's considered day-to-day, and he didn't practice Wednesday as expected. We weren't expecting him to go, so I think he's going to be fine this week, and you're going to be able to play him. Need to play another him wide if he's available. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a mandatory start. If he's right out there, play him. T.Y. Hilton, he did not practice Wednesday. He's going to be a game-time decision this week. Hopefully you don't have him on your team. So, Christian McCaffrey, he did play – or he he did practice on Wednesday, which is huge. He hasn't played since week two. He's day-to-day. He looks like he's going to return. You guys start him up first week he's back? Yes, immediately. Yeah, it, he's – 
it, I don't want to look like a fool who thought that, oh, he's going to be slow to return on his first game. And then he has just another Christian McCaffrey type game. This man is too good of a player to uh, have him on the bench anytime that he's not physically not out there. Yeah, he can still run to the sideline, turn around, and catch the ball for <laughs> two yards, if nothing else. Does it concern you that they're facing Kansas City? A little mm. bit, but I, if, if I've sat on Christian McCaffrey for this long through this whole season, I'm playing him the first week he's back. Like, okay. like Ian said, I'm not going to look the, like a fool. That's yeah. that's fair. I was just trying to be devil's advocate, but I, I I agree. I think he potentially is like the like the spark that the team could need. He's one of those players too that rises above matchups. The matchups only. I think maybe like if he has a really good matchup, it'll add like four or five points to his game, and if it's a really tough matchup, might take like three points off. So he's one of those people that I. It's regardless of who he's facing, I think he's good for he's good for twenty when healthy at least. All right, another guy placed on the COVID reserve list, Matthew Stafford. We don't know if he tested positive or someone he was in close contact with tested positive. If it was someone he was within close contact with, he might still be able to go because at that point he'll only need to sit out five days, so it would depend when he came in contact with him. But we're still waiting on news. It's scary to have him in your starting position right now if on your fantasy team. And this may trickle down and affect players like Marvin Jones or TJ Hawkinson. So, Thank Jesus Hawkinson in trouble <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Yeah, it might trickle down. Just something to keep an eye on. The Texans. This was a crazy thing. They did not trade Will Fuller to the Packers. The Packers couldn't agree on what he was worth. <laughs> but the Texans did sign quarterback Josh McCown to the team. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers, it seems like the Packers are just spiting Aaron Rodgers. Like, we don't want to give you any help, like, regardless. Like, you got Devontae. Like, why aren't you happy? That's it. We have this first-round draft pick. We're going to pick another quarterback. Yeah, oh, we like angry round, Aaron. Second round, we'll get a, another running back. Yeah. Aaron Jones who? <laughs> oh, for Matthew Stafford. Um it looks like he was around someone on Monday, so if he doesn't test positive, he should be clear. So that's good. I still don't know if you start him, but better for TJ Hawkinson. Chris Carson. He will be evaluated on Friday. He's going to be a wait and see as well. If he's playing, you start him. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. All right. I think that'll do it for all the news for today. Let's move on to our sleepers for the rest of the season. All right. First up for these sleepers, these are going to be guys that maybe they're not the top of top five or top three in their position, but right now they're probably outside of the top 24 and they're going to finish way higher than you guys expect. So let's get this thing started. First up, guy we talked about a little bit, first week playing this season, Antonio Brown. 
Keone, you got anything uh, on Antonio Brown? Yeah, um, he's too good of a player, and Tom Brady is too savvy of a quarterback not to make him some part of, of that game plan. There's sometimes where you see like really good players go to another team or a different team and don't get utilized the way you'd expect them to. But I think Tom Brady is just too, his IQ is too high in the game of football to not use a weapon like um, Antonio Brown. It's just, I can't see it not happening. Yeah, we saw them play one game together last season. Antonio Brown got eight targets for 56 yards and a touchdown in that game. And reports have come out that he's staying in Brady's house again, just like he did in New England. So Tom Brady's a real advocate for Antonio Brown. So if Tom Brady's making his coaches bring Antonio Brown in, you got to think Brady's going to throw him the ball. I'm just saying, if Tonio, if sorry, if Tom Brady was like, we need to bring this guy in when he already has Mike Evans, um, Chris, Chris Godwin, and Gronk. Yeah, Gronk. Like, Gronk. Like, do you see who you had last year, Tom Brady? Like, be happy with what you have right now. And he's just like, no, I need more. Like, he's being a little selfish out there. Maybe they're the new bosom buddies. I don't know. <laughs> That's, a, there's, that's their spinoff after Tom Brady retires Bosom <laughs> buddies <laughs> Oh my god Everything's yeah. being, you know, uh, like rebooted So We're going to see more after this week After this first game with Antonio Brown and Tom Brady But this, he could be Antonio Brown could be the waiver wire ad of the season Another guy we're telling you guys to pick up Or is a sleeper not pick up because he's probably owned <laughs> all these guys are hopefully owned philip Lindsay, denver running back he was hurt at the beginning of the season but the last three weeks he's finished running back 21 25 and 11 he went over 100 yards in one of those games and in another one he scored a touchdown he's he's looked good Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, sorry. I thought you had something to say after that. I sound like you were keep going. Um, I say Philip Lindsay seems to be trending up while it, it feels like Melvin Gordon's kind of trending down ever since Melvin Gordon got that DUI that for some reason we've stopped talking about as a society. Um, so um, I think Philip Lindsay is a good uh, stash and definitely based off of um, matchup, but he's also he's also just busting out like long runs, and it's really helping him. Um, and I think he has that bigger playability compared to Melvin Gordon. I also, I think, as a collective on this podcast, we don't necessarily trust Drew Locke that much, even though he got oh, no. like the game-winning touchdown against the Chargers. But then again, Chargers game winner. The Chargers give up leads, so. Uh, sorry to Chargers fans, but it's just a fact. Shout out, Aaron. And... We should call him Drew Dimes. Hmm. All right. Um, Yoni but... is offended that you came up with a nickname and he didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. This is an equal opportunity podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, they're going to run the ball probably a decent amount. Um. And so expect him to keep getting good numbers. 
yeah, as he returns from the injury, he got had the injury and then the concussion. And so as he really works back into this offense fully, I think we'll see more from Philip Lindsay and less from Melvin Gordon. It Melvin Gordon is still the pass catcher in that on that team. So he's not gonna go away completely, but Philip Lindsay should be great for your fantasy team. Our quarterback sleeper for the rest of the season, Drew Brees. He's quarterback 18 on the season right now. He hasn't looked the greatest, but he looks like he's going to get Michael Thomas back finally. Emmanuel Sanders was out there practicing on Wednesday. He should be back off the COVID list. Things are looking good for Drew Brees. Looking up. The next few games, like Keone said, they play Tampa Bay. That could be a shootout. Hopefully, You're hoping for a shootout there. Then they play San Francisco, beat-up team. Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta again. Those are not good pass defenses. Philadelphia, again, not a good pass defense. Kansas City after that to get into your fantasy championship. That one's a little scary, but hopefully by then Michael Thomas is around fully and he'll be able to get things done for you. I'm, I think we're going to see Drew Brees not return necessarily fully to old form, but he's he's going to make it look like he is. So um, I expect, like Keone said earlier, a shootout this next game. San Francisco is way more beat up than uh, it's been looking the past couple weeks. I think he's going to be able to do really well against that. Atlanta, trash on defense. Uh, everyone knows. It honestly is a pretty good schedule for them upcoming the hardest one I think they have is Kansas City. And by that point, hopefully, um, it's a shootout. Drew Brees doesn't throw the ball downfield anymore. He can't, I don't think, not as well. But once Michael Thomas comes back, Mr. Slant, he's just going to run slants all day. And then Kamara out of the backfield is really going to help him. He's averaging the most, or he has the most attempts. He's not averaging the most attempts. Pass attempts to running backs this season with 78. The next two are Tom Brady with 70 and Aaron Rodgers with 61. Old men love to throw the ball uh, to the running back, apparently. Kind of surprised Philip Rivers is not in there. Yeah, I know. That was the one that surprised me. Philip Rivers not being on the list. For our tight end. Sleeper for the rest of the season, Austin Hooper. Before the, <laughs> before the injury, before before his surgery, in weeks four, five, and six, he was tight end seven. He was averaging seven targets, five receptions, and that was with Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham's out for the season. He's going to have surgery if he hasn't already. He was supposed to have it. Wednesday or Thursday, I believe. This is just going to help Austin Hooper's target share go up. He needs to get in the end zone still. And this is a run first team, but when they have to pass, they're going to have to look to Hooper. Yeah. Cause, and I think we mentioned that he, it seems like Baker Mayfield is playing better without Odell. So that will be good. And this, like, the reason he's a sleeper is because we're expecting him to do better because I know he didn't start the season very well. And it's like, ugh, okay. But then 
he sort of started getting better and he had a couple good weeks and then he gets injured his damn appendix like really an appendectomy appendectomy yeah there's there's a reason weird al writes about or wrote a song about the pancreas and not the appendix. jesus christ so, so you know <laughs> It's no, just gonna be nice that he'll Jesus be back. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll be nice that he'll be back because he's a viable tight end. I I really am liking Hooper these uh, next couple games after the bye. I mean, it's Houston, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, three games right away. I think he's gonna he's gonna see a lot of uh, the red zone targets. That's where tight ends kind of live by, and that's where um, Baker Mayfield's gonna use him mostly. Um, Outside of that, I think they're going to run the ball heavy, like we've said. But I think he's going to be good for his – it seems to be standard about five receptions for 50 yards, and you're just kind of hoping, you know what, he scores. Yeah, he scores every once in a while. All right, so that'll do it for our sleepers for the rest of the season. Let's move on to some start-sit questions. Up first. Damian Harris at the New York Jets or Zach Moss against Seattle. This is a full point PPR league. Ian, who are you taking? Damian Harris or Zach Moss? I'm going to go Damian Harris. I think Zach Moss is just a – he had two touchdowns last week and that really helped his stock when everybody's looking at him. Um, Seattle is a surprisingly – a good team at the run. I don't know if they're actually good at defense or if they can just, they allow so much passing errors that nobody tries to run on them, but they are the, the ninth ranked uh, rushing defense based on yards allowed. Um, And Zach Moss doesn't really get enough of the snap share. I mean, he finally outpaced. um, I can't remember his name. Singletary. 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 Sorry. He finally outpaced Devin Singletary last week, 52% to 48% of the snap share. Um, But I, I just like Damian Harris more for, I think I say it with, with hope in my heart that Bill Belichick finally found his running back, just pure running back. And honestly, it's the Jets. I it's so hard to not pick anybody going against the Jets. Um, so that's what I think. Yeah, I'm going with Damian Harris too. You're right. Bill Belichick doesn't seem to have that one running back, but the Patriots are in the NFL in rushing attempts this season, and they're tied for fifth in rushing touchdowns. And the Jets are not very good. They're not a good defense. Teams are averaging 28.2 rushing attempts per game against them and have nine total touchdowns on the ground against them. So he has a chance to touch the ball a bunch and really put this game away for the Patriots, fall in the end zone. I'm taking Harris. Keone, who are you taking? Well, seeing as I wrote about him this week, it's uh, going to be Damian Harris. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go against what I wrote. So, um, and I also like Harris a little bit more than uh, Moss uh, because the matchup is better. Like I compared the Jets to the, um, the Washington Generals because <laughs> they're just playing like they're there to make the other team look good. 
in, in wrestling, there's a term called jobbing out. So you're there to make the other wrestler look good. That's what the Jets are. <laughs> you sell, they sell very well for the other team. Yeah, yeah. So, they look like they're a real NFL team. They're not, though. No. <laughs> they are legally a real NFL team. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to the next one. We all picked Damian Harris there. Second. David Montgomery at Tennessee or Terry McLaurin versus the Giants in a standard league. Keone, we'll go to you first. I'm going to go with the wide receiver out of Washington. Um, I just like him better. Like he is one of the, like the starters on that team. And he's a guy where I can feel safe playing him every week, especially given his division and Montgomery I might have to think about a little, even though he's done well, I still have to think about him potentially based off the matchup, but um, McLaurin, I'm pretty much going to play him because he's their top wide receiver and he gets receptions. He, he, um, I think there's only two games where he has less than, or he gets, he has less than five catches. So it's, that does it for me. He hasn't had under seven targets. He's running 93% of the offensive snaps. Yeah, like you said, he's clearly the number one guy on that team. And opponents against the Giants, they've thrown for 14 touchdowns. So that's really what McLaurin is needing to have a huge game is a touchdown. He gets the receptions. He gets the yards. He just needs a touchdown. And you can do that against the Giants. So I'll take McLaurin as well. The the hardest part for me deciding here is the fact that it's a standard league and McLaurin has only scored twice um, this year and he really doesn't get a lot of yards. He's had a couple games where he's had a decent amount of yards. And so, I mean, to be frank, if in a standard league he could have 15 catches, but if he has 15 catches for 80 yards, he has eight points. That's it. So um, it's hard to say. I mean, the David Montgomery also has not been getting yards, and he's not, he's also not been scoring. So, this is tough. I want to agree with you guys just because I do feel more confident in Terry McLaurin having a bigger game and scoring. Do it. Peer pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. Yeah, I'm going to do it. The the Giants are a worse team. I think they're more likely to allow a, um, Terry McLaurin touchdown than David Montgomery is to score or do anything. And like you said, Terry McLaurin gets 90% of the snaps. And that's how peer pressure works, kids. Yep. <laughs> tell, your, tell your friends. <laughs> From the fantasy daydreamers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're all, we're all taking McLaurin there too. Not a lot of discrepancy yet. Third question, Ben Roethlisberger at Dallas or Justin Herbert against the Las Vegas Raiders? This one's really hard for me. I don't, I don't want to pick against Ben Roethlisberger, and they're playing Dallas, and Dallas is terrible. But Justin Herbert has been on a tear since week four. He's averaging the second most fantasy points since then. But Dallas's defense is not good. 
my my scare with Ben Roethlisberger is are the Steelers going to get up by a little bit and they're just going to run the ball. So I think I take Justin Herbert just on that fact that who knows how long Ben or how many pass attempts Ben's going to actually have. Um, I would agree with you because that's a, that's a really good point because in the Cleveland game where they got way ahead, Ben didn't do very well. So I really expect them there. There's no way they shouldn't get ahead against the Cowboys. And I expect it to be a bigger matchup between um, the chargers and Las Vegas. It's a divisional matchup and they're two relatively even teams and ability to, to score. Now the points might be different, but um, I think Herbert's going to have to keep them in the game or he's going to be essential to keeping them in the game. Like as a part of the game. Well, I think Herbert's going to get them ahead in the game and then they're possibly going to lose it. Uh, it just seems like the what they're doing this year. I actually, are we seeing a Cowboys upset potential? I like this. Uh, I like this quarterback by committee. Uh, if um, the just Steelers like, lose this week, you guys won't see me for a while. Yeah, podcast canceled. That Christmas tree is going up immediately. <laughs> it will be Christmas in my house if they lose because I'm just going getting to some joy. We're just going to get a bunch of drunk text from JJ off his eggnog. <laughs> I on going going back to football. Ben Roethlisberger to me has looked more of like a game manager this year, um, and I think that just has to do with his age. Um, he he also has some very talented wide receivers surrounding him, so he can kind of just get them the ball and let them work instead of having to throw it deep to him. Um, and his yardage and his kind of suffered. He he's been getting at a good. He's been getting a good amount of touchdowns. Sorry, I did learn to speak yesterday. Um, and he hasn't been turning the ball over, but his fantasy games, I mean, his most points in one league right here I see is 25. That's not somebody I, I expect to – I, I want to start with confidence if that's his ceiling. So I, I got to go with Justin Herbert, who has been lighting it up. And um, like we said earlier, he's – they're going to go ahead in that game. I see like three, four touchdowns for Herbert, and then suddenly the Chargers are going to lose it. Wow, you had me in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Fourth question for today. Corey Davis versus the Chicago Bears or Mike Williams versus the Raiders, one of Justin Herbert's wide receivers. Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> Ian, who you got? Corey Davis or Mike Williams? Oh, man. Mike Williams has been... Hey, Mike Williams looked way better last week. He got five catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown, and it really helped. He got eight targets. Um, so did Corey Davis. And this is where I think the real issue comes into play. Um, uh, if it's a it's PPR, right? Is that what we determine? It's a PPR or is it a standard? Yeah, full P, four point PPR. Oh, okay. Corey Davis 
Uh, this is okay. Uh, this was the one I was least prepared for. Thank you for hitting me first. Um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with the stack. I gotta go with the stack for Mike Williams. Um, I think it's mostly just based off of who has the worst defense, and I think Las Vegas is a worse defense than Chicago. Um, I think also now it's gonna be, it's probably going to be cold wherever the Titans are playing. Um, and so that's when Derrick Henry, I don't know, just unlocks a new level. And Derrick Henry, as it gets colder, he gets better. And I think they're going to lean on him more. Meanwhile, the Chargers are hopefully smart enough to start learning that they can lean on Justin Herbert. But I, I don't think they're smart enough. It's a hard one. I think Mike Williams barely pushes out. He has that bigger play potential to me. Yeah, that's what I'm going off of, too. The bigger play potential, and Mike Williams has the bigger play potential. The Raiders' defense is 25th in average passing yards per game this season. And let me see where Chicago's top 10, top 15 for sure. So they are the better defense, and so I'll I'll go with Mike Williams as well. County? Yeah. Um this is a this is sort of a toss up. Like this one is is difficult. Um but I think yeah, Chicago, let's say they are a stingy defense. That's a nice in the booth phrase. They're a stingy defense on the field. Um shout out Chris Collinsworth or one of those guys. <laughs> um shout out someone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure one of them have said it. <laughs> uh so yeah, Las Vegas is a more forgiving offense and they're both sort of like the number two guy in their offenses. Yeah. Um, in terms of wide receiver. So I think I like the point about the, the warm weather game. Yeah, so, that was a good one. Yeah. They're playing in Tennessee. Yeah. Well, the even Titans if they were are. in Chicago, it would still yeah. be cold. So. Yeah. Well, I think it would be colder in Chicago. Probably. Kind of yes. my point. Stingy. Stingy, I like that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last one here. Brandon Cooks at Jacksonville, Sterling Shepard at the Washington Washingtons, or Jerry Judy at Atlanta. Half point PPR. Ian, we'll start with you again. See if you got this one. Uh, this one, I think, is uh, probably the easiest one for me. Um, oh, I'm going I'm, for me. I'm going Brandon Cooks. Uh, Washington is a much better defense than uh, their offense lets them believe because Washington's losing a lot of games, but I don't think it's their defense's fault. They're just out there so much. Uh, so I think that kind of takes out Sterling Shepard. Also, Daniel Jones, I have quite literally no faith in. Um, I, was ho- I was hopeful at the beginning of the year. I actually kind of had Daniel Jones a little high, but no, he's not anymore. Jerry Judy at Atlanta is a very good matchup. But once again, I think they're going to lean more on Philip Lindsay. Drew, Drew Dimes, is that the official nickname? Pat Drew Pat Dimes, Pat. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, how many dimes has he thrown? I'm just... He threw one to a wide open receiver that the Chargers forgot to cover mm-hmm. in the end of that game. The only one that mattered. So I, I don't know if Drew Locke had a good game per se, because 
he's going against the Chargers, who just are masterclass at losing games. But then actually they're going against Atlanta, who are arguably fighting against the Chargers for how to lose the games in the worst possible way. Um, I still got to go with Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback out of them all. He's been trending up. He's been doing significant, like he's doing better these past two weeks. He's also going against Jacksonville, who um, after the first game now kind of looks like they are trying to get Trevor Lawrence in the draft. So I, they seem to be tanking the most. I got to go with Brandon Cooks. Keone? Uh, yeah. So Jerry Judy, Judge Judy, the verdict's in. I'm not picking you. Um, Sterling Shepard. That, that Washington defense. That felt like a tease. <laughs> the verdict's in. It's not Judge Judy. <laughs> um, and really, there's only a couple double J's that I like. Our very own JJ and Jeff Shout Jarrett. Out. So... <laughs> Uh, Sterling Shepard again, like he he's the only other like cont- like possible out of these trio, but they're going against Washington, and Washington does have a pretty like deceptive defense, like deceptively good. So, um, as Aaron wrote in his waiver wire this week, and so Brandon Cooks is my pick. So he's just better, I think. And Jacksonville's Garbaggio. So. All right, I will take. I'll go out on a limb and I'll take Jerry Judy this week, just based on matchup. I think this is the only week you can play him, and it's all. If Tim Patrick doesn't play, especially, I think you can play Jerry Judy over Sterling Shepard or Brandon Cooks, just based on matchup. Atlanta's giving up the second most passing yards per game this season. They've given up 20 touchdowns through the air. If Judy can't get in the end zone, can't make something happen this week, then completely forget him. But I'm going to give him the shot this week. High upside. He got 10 targets, 73 yards. He just needed that touchdown last week. Atlanta's giving up touchdowns to wide receivers. So I'll take Judy. Dang. Filling the Henry Fonda role in 12 Angry Men. Not so specific with the references. uh, I'm not mad at the Jerry Judy one. I I understand why. I actually kind of want to go back to the Corey Davis one, Mike Williams. Um, Okay, let's do it. It was brought to my attention that Mike Williams has two top 10 weeks, and then the other three that he's played, he was outside the top 90. Um, Meanwhile, Corey Davis at least has gotten about. 10 to 11 points in most of his weeks. I think he's had like one outlier week. And so for that, you kind of, if you want to play it safe, you go for the consistency, even though they are going against, uh, what's that team? Chicago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had, yeah, he, he had one game below 10 points. I mean, he doesn't get much more than 11. He had 22.8 last week. So I think I'm going to change my answer to Corey Davis. He He's the more consistent one. Plus, thinking back on it, I don't think Mike Williams has ever caught a normal pass. 
It just seems like this man jumps up and like, how did he come down with it? Like his spectacular catch is what like amazing, but otherwise everything else is like, you don't see him catching like a slant route. So I, I think Fair. I'm confident with Corey Davis. I'm not Fair. mad about Mike Williams though. If like, I can see the toss up on that one. All right. I think that'll do it for us for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, like we said at the top of the show, head over, head on over to fantasydaydreamers.com. Keone talked a lot about the articles this week. Go read them because they will help you. Follow us on Instagram at fantasydaydreamers, on Twitter at ffdaydreamers. Like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. I will take that advice and uh, stay dreaming.